Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, we have with us a very special guest and practice owner from Arizona. Say hello, Paula Quinn. Hi, everyone. Hey, Paula, we're so thankful to have you here. We can't wait to get your insight. Um, and I think our audience will love it, too. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background. How did you get into dentistry? Uh, thanks for asking, Patrick. And thanks for having me on the show. Um, how I got in dentistry, I'm going to give away my age now. Um, I've been in dentistry for 31 years. And um I first started out by being in college and volunteer for the Red Cross, and they put me in with the dentist, and it just, uh, you know, uh, kept going from there. I started out as a dental assistant for seven years and then became a hygienist. I've been doing that for 24 years, and last year, yes, during COVID, I bought a dental practice, so I'm a proud owner a little over one year of my own dental practice in Central Phoenix, and um, I also own, uh, I partner with Michael Dencio with Next Level Consultants. And on when my spare time, um, when I'm not doing hygiene, running a practice and consulting, I also speak for both Invisalign and BioLays as uh, on their hygiene faculty teams. Awesome. So practice owner, <laughs> uh, a lot of time building a career as a hygienist and now um, you do consulting as well. Makes sense to me. Um, tell us right now with your experience and what you do in your consulting um, business, what are some problems and challenges that you're seeing practices face today that they may have not have faced in the, in the past? Yeah, great question. I, I, I know a lot of uh, dental practices out there, um, you know, especially with the shortage in team members and, and all of COVID and everything. Um, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there. Um, and what I what I mostly see is, you know, we've we've talked about this for years. You know, dentists don't get uh, business courses during dental school, and they come out and not only are they expected to run a business, do dentistry, and manage manage a team. Um, so uh, I see mostly lack of systems, lack of accountability, and uh, lack of time for them to run their business. And, you know, it's it really the business of dentistry is a lot of little things that add up to one big thing. So the tighter their systems are, the more accountable they hold themselves and, and uh, uh, put aside that time to actually work on their business, um, the more successful they'll be in their practice. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are trying to hold on to the past a little bit that have been around um, for a longer period of time. Right. Um, what are some of the big changes? What are some of the significant changes that you've seen in you know the thirty one yeah, years? Yeah, you know, like I said, I've been in thirty one years, so I can even you know go back to when I started. You know, your your local dentist, you know, was maybe one of one or one of two, three, maybe max in a in a little town, and it was all word of mouth, and everybody went to that same dentist, and you know that dentist did everything for you, your kids kids go and, you know, and that, and that's just changed now. The loyalty of patients has changed. Um, the expectation, um, 
you know, of what happens um, during the dental appointment, even down to how you how you schedule. You know, I have online scheduling. Nobody they don't want to call. They want to you know, they want to jump on, schedule their appointment, show up, get them done, get them in, get them out. Um, and so that that loyalty of patients has changed and the loyalty of team, quite honestly. Um, as you know, there's a, a bit of a, a shortage out there and, um, you know, team members can, they're jumping, um, you know, they're jumping for money, um, they're jumping for drive. And, and so that looks different too. So it's a very challenging time um, for dental practices, for sure. Dentist. Yeah. So for dentists and for practices that know they're a little bit behind on the times, right. And they're now going, Hey, I need to catch up. We're seeing, I mean, we're seeing practice owners who were thinking they were going to sell in the next couple of years. And then they realize that maybe their practice isn't as healthy as they thought it was to sell for the kind of money that they need to sell for to, um, you know, retire. Um, or they want to, you know, go out on a, with a practice that is, um, growing instead of shrinking. Um, so it's an interesting time for those people. If, if you're that listener, um, out of the things that you've discussed so far, what is where would you start? What's the one thing that you would tackle right away? When you're treating your patients with the very best care and you're offering them every tool necessary, it will organically come. It's just we do have to track it. So we know, do we even meet standard you know, industry standards or are we like way below because I'm just going to use like a, I'm just going to use like fluoride, for example. If, you know, you, you're, you're enrolling 2% of your, your entire um, patient base in fluoride, then you know you're not probably offering it. Um, right. And then it's finding out why aren't we offering it? You know, is it, a, is it the cost? Is it a belief system? You know, so really we have to measure, um, to know where you are and then where you want to go. And then I think the next important thing is the culture, um, you know, making sure that um, the team gets along. They are all going toward that, that common goal. And that's why the vision is super important. So they all know where they're headed and um, they can all go in the same direction. I mean, can you imagine like on a football field or something, if nobody knew the play, <laughs> they were all had their own agenda, even though they're all very skillful and they can get it there if they're all like and going in different directions, then it's a lot harder, you know, it's a lot harder to accomplish at the end of the day. So um, really just making sure the culture is good, that um, the team members are, are, you know, part of the practice, part of the vision. Um, and then, um, you know, those those right there usually make it run uh, like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So I, uh, by the way, I love that analogy about giving a football team different different plays, right? Um, yeah, what a mess it would certainly be. So again, I'm going to just reiterate, okay. hygienist, 31 years in dentistry, you own a practice in Phoenix, and you do consulting with next level consultants. So with all of that being said, you've seen a lot of, when you were when you worked as a hygienist and that was your sole role and you didn't own a business, you probably saw a lot of consultants coming in and out of practices. And I think most consultants are very good. Obviously, like every profession out there, there's, there's always bad. Um, that's going to happen too. So um, let's just assume that all consultants are good. Um, how does a, what do you, what do you recommend that a practice do to make sure that they pair themselves with a consultant that they're going to work well with? I absolutely love this question because um, it's. I'm going to explain afterward, but it's one of the reasons that Michael and I partnered in our consulting company 
prior, I was a hygienist consultant, um, consulting on the entire practice. Now I come from a little bit different background because, um, I have owned a practice before and I've already, I already told you all the other things I do with speaking and, and, you know, um, started out as a dental assistant. So I have a little bit, uh, broader spectrum than, than most, you know, team members, but we see a lot of, uh, consultants out there, you know, they came from hygiene and they go out and they try to consult the whole team. Um, but guess what? They're going to be really good at, you know, they're going to be good at consulting the hygiene team sure. and then they may not understand a P and L, um, leadership for a doctor, how to help the front office manage, you know, what they're doing um, administratively, plus if they're an office manager, how to manage a team. Um, you know, if they came from, if they're a dentist, um, you know, clinically, they're also going to be very strong in the back, but they're not going to understand the front totally. If they're, there's a lot of office managers out there that are consultants and you can see where I'm going with this, right? Sure. Yeah. So I was doing that and, and I, and I think I'm a very good consultant. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I served my, my teams well, but my passion is hygiene and my passion is clinical. So the front area didn't get as much love and knowledge. Um, the leadership, the doctor, as a matter of fact, you'll kind of find this funny. I tended to like stay away from the doctor a little bit because I had been a team members for so long that I was like, ah, you know, it's a doctor. Um, so Michael, that's, you know, his passion, the leadership part, the business, the P&Ls, the, the measuring the overhead, um, you know, running, helping um, coach on managing the team and the front office part of it, because, you know, that's his passion. He's got a, a MBA, he came from banking and, and all of that. So when we both worked two separate careers and, you know, when we met each other, we we're like, oh, my gosh, this is what consulting is missing. You know, it takes right. a village to raise a family. It, it, it takes a village to, you know, help these dental practices. We also have a couple of admin um, coaches, front office um, uh, gurus that are on our team as well. So I think it really takes a well-rounded um, crew to help these doctors succeed. I mean, you could, if you just really wanted, and that's the other thing, I had a lot of dentists come in and they wanted their hygiene department fixed. And five minutes into it, I'm like, okay, yes, your hygiene department needs help, but you, <laughs> you know, you need leadership. And, and they know that it's just that they don't know where to start, you know, and as we uncover things, you know, we discovered it's a lot more than just there's a reason that there's a weakness in the practice. So we want to help where, you know, you lose a team member, um, you know, whatever, whatever happens, it doesn't cripple the business. If your systems are tight and one, one thing falls down, you know, it, the, the, the office still stands and in many right. offices, you know, if they lose a key person or something happens, I mean, they're drowning. It changes the entire practice. Yep. Makes perfect sense to me. Paula, terrific guest. Thank you so much for coming on today. I love your background and your experience. Thanks. Thanks for yeah, having so me. I wanted, yeah, we're so glad. What? Give me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell my the audience real quickly. Um, at Next Level Consultants, the website is nxlevelconsultants.com. So definitely check out Paula there. Um, for those that want to check out Paula's practice, Paula, what's the uh, website URL for your practice? 
Uptown Dental and spelled out A-N-D ortho.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paula. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.